bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, today we're really bringing the world to Seattle, and we're going to highlight some amazing musicians from around the world. And we're going to start out with our guest today, our first guest today, T.J. Leonard. He's from Sweden. He's uh, calling in from Stockholm. And he was given his first guitar from his grandfather when he was eight years old, who taught him to play Swedish folk songs, and then he was introduced to pop and blues through a cousin, and through his musical journey, he landed on country that really uh, resonated with his soul, and now he's picked up country music, and he's in Nashville, and he has songs that are charting, and he's really making a name for himself, and he's doing that from starting out in Sweden, so you don't have to be from Tennessee, you don't have to be from Texas, you don't have to be from Nashville to make an impact on country music. And we're going to get to know TJ a little more today and introduce you to him and keep this global community of musicians moving around the world. So thanks, TJ, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. So you're calling in from Stockholm, and you've had quite the musical journey. So it sounds like that you grew up in a home that was musical, that you had family who who were musicians or had a, had already a built-in love of music when you came into the world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the most part of us has uh, – we are singers, dancers, and or instrumentalists. So, yeah. Absolutely, I, 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 I probably have my grandpa to, to blame for for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gave you your first guitar when you were eight, right? Yeah. He. Uh, what was? Yeah, he gave what me. What was that yeah. like? What, what, was it for your birthday, or or what caused him to give you that guitar? Yeah, it was for my birthday. Uh, I was always, you know. Uh, playing on his guitar, but it, it was a it was a uh, steel uh, steel strings. So uh, he got me an nylon string, you know, Spanish guitar. It was easier uh, when you're only eight to, to play that, and I didn't hurt my fingers that much. <laughs> uh, so uh, so that that's why he gave me one, and and then he taught me to play all the songs that he he used to play in the 40s and 50s with his band. Uh, uh, yeah. It started started there. So he's my he's my then, biggest inspiration. Really? And did did he? I don't know. Is is he still alive? No, he passed away. Uh, could it be five six years ago now. Was he able to see you play professionally? Uh, no, no, not not uh, no. He didn't. Uh, yeah, we, but we were, we were every time I visited him, I visited him as often as I could, and we we always played all those songs together. And and he played the mandolin, and I played the the guitar and and, and the sang. So, but uh, I wish you could see see it all happen now. So, but it is like it is. Maybe mm-hmm. he's looking down from heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure he is. 
So then you kind of wound up with your cousin who was playing some music, and you guys got pretty popular playing with with that band, right? Yeah, he he was playing in a yeah pop band uh, in the eighties. So uh, he he taught me to play more of that kind of songs and, and introduced me to blues and you know teaching me all those blues riffs and stuff like that. So. Uh, and then my mother bought me uh, an electric guitar, and, and uh, I sat, you know, playing that on, on my in my room every day after school, and and you know, yeah, try to try to uh, imitate all the guitar heroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And who were some of those heroes? Uh, well, it was uh, you know Gary Moore and. I don't remember now. This was yeah. mm-hmm. all the all, all the all the guitar heroes back then. Absolutely. Well, then at some point though, you left the band and you decided to go be a solo artist. Was that was that scary at all to kind of leave the brotherhood of a band and and step out on your own? Uh, well, it, it came kind of natural. It was we we had a band, a Chestnut Band, for. Uh, about three or four years, uh, and uh, the, it was me and the bass player who founded who, uh, the band, and and he he was he got a new job as a yeah he got a new job, and it and it uh, took uh, pretty much all of his time, so so he left the band, and then I had no one that I could connect really to to uh, so. Uh, it, it felt kind of natural that that we 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 uh, we'll take we took a break and then uh, uh, I I went solo. So, mm-hmm. but it wasn't scary. I, I I was used to doing pretty much everything anyway. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. So so I uh, it wasn't it was natural. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to play up on that hill so that. The listeners can have a chance to get to know you through your music a little bit. We'll come back and talk about it on the other side. Do you kind of want to mm-hmm. set up this song, though, for us uh, right now before we play it? Well, it's about a uh, it's about a little guy. Uh, I try to try to write uh, lyrics that that people can relate to. And today, there's so many divorces or split ups, and and the kids are you know those who hurt the most so this is a story about a kid that that uh, really misses his dad all right well this is up on that hill by tj leonard and we'll be right back and talk with him more on the other side we'll be right back they're sitting by the table and he sees it in her eyes He's heard it all so many times The fights and the goodbyes But this time it was different This time it was for real He looked out of the window And saw that big old hill And he ran up that hillside With tears running from his eyes he whispered her goodbye up on that hill You can see far You were standing there all the time Wondering where you are 
back again Up on that hill Up on that hill He drove his truck for miles and miles And stayed at cheap hotels At night he was thinking back On the time he went through hell Back when his daddy left him Mother all along The only time he'd heard his voice Since then was on the phone And he said I'm so sorry But I don't know what to do But remember I love you Up on that hill You can see far He was standing there All the time wondering where you Again. Time after time and time again I tell myself it's not the end I'm thinking back of that on him And I have hope still genres, but they really get hooked on this country 
Yeah. What are the crowds like? (laughs) What are the crowds like who come to a country music uh, night out in Sweden? Are they wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots? Or what does a country music fan in Sweden look like? Uh, that that's a little d- different uh, depending on uh, what kind of event it is. Could be, you know, that that people have you know caps and maybe a hat and cowboy boots. Uh, but it could also be if it's a country festival uh, on the countryside. You know, there's sixty-year-old <laughs> men coming with cowboy hats, vests, boots, you know, chaps. Uh, fake pistols, uh, sheriff stars, you know, they they are, you know, dressed up to the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be worth going to see right there. Yeah, uh, I, it's, it's really something. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, what I do you think of country music? I... Oh, go, 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 go ahead. <laughs> First time I went to one of those uh, parties or events, I, I got really shocked. I, I was laughing my, my butt off all the time. Was, I, I couldn't believe that, that everyone, they, they they put so much money in their costumes. And, and there were Indians and there were, you know, trappers that looked like Debbie Crockett. And uh, they must have spent, you know, $1,000 on some of those costumes. Well, that's dedication. That is, that's that's going for it. That is, that's amazing because Absolutely. we don't see that really here. You might get someone in a cowboy hat, but you know, fake pistols and stars and trappers and Davy Crockett hats. Although it would be fun, they should do that more. In fact, the next time you come to Nashville, you should kind of put that out. You know, to come to one of your shows dressed like a old western theme type of thing. But you get a lot of people just itching, you know, for the day that they could actually do that again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I dare, though. (laughs) How often do you have to go to Nashville, or do you feel like you have to go to Nashville at all? Uh, I don't feel that I have to go to Nashville. I I, want to go there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. love that place. But I've only been there once, actually. Uh, I was there in uh, 2014 in the fall. I just missed the Halloween, and we I went on the Friday back home, and I almost cried in the cab on the way to the airport. Uh, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. it was, uh, How did that change, or did it change your perspective on country music? Did it change it at all being in Nashville? Well, it looks like we might have lost TJ. He's calling from Stockholm, Sweden, so we might have lost him. I'm going to play out his Remember Those Times, and we'll see if we can get TJ back on the line, and we'll be back in just a minute, and this will be TJ Leonard, Remember Those Times. I'll be right back. Yeah. 
sitting here, both you and I, but there are no words spoken. The eyes fixed on the iPads, the silence is still unbroken. It's like a transparent wall between us That blocks everything that we used to feel Bricks made of air should be easy to tear down But it seems to me they are stronger than steel The heat that we used to have Could easily burn down the wall We just have to look around See what's going on Listen to that wake-up call What seems to be impossible now we can turn to a new tomorrow Close your eyes And remember those times I'd pay more than a penny To know what you are thinking And I understand something's wrong Because of the way Don't know why we got this quiet But something's in desperate need to be Bricks made of air should be easy to tear down But it seems to me they are stronger than steel The heat that we used to have Could easily burn down the wall We just have to look around See what's going on Listen to that wake-up call What seems to be impossible now we can turn to a new tomorrow Close your eyes and remember I recall that day in the fall When we fooled around Both you and I Rolled around in the leaves And I asked you to marry me You saw That we used to have Could easily burn down the wall We just have to look around See what's going on Listen to that wake-up call What seems to be impossible now We can turn to a new tomorrow Close your eyes and remember those times
DJ Leonard all the way from Stockholm, Sweden. We lost him there for a second, but we were able to get him back on. And that was his song, Remember Those Times. And we're having a great time talking about how country music is viewed in Sweden versus how we do it right here in the States. And it sounds like they're having a lot of fun in Sweden dressing up as trappers and Davy Crockett and sheriffs and going to country music. I really think that we need to incorporate that more here and when I was talking to TJ while you were listening to that song he was talking about a, a ferry and I want you to tell that story one more time TJ because I think that you have a captive audience on a ferry and I think that's a, a really great way to play to people yeah we uh, this company they, they rent this ferry it's a very big boat uh, it takes sort of three four four or five thousand people but it usually it's uh, two two thousand two thousand five hundred people uh, coming to this event uh, with its own it's a country cruise, and uh, so it's only country music on the boat for a whole weekend, and uh, that's where I first saw all these people dressing up as as trappers and sheriffs sheriffs and Indians and all that. So uh, so it, it's a it's a great time. As I told you, Laura, well, a lot of, I can't go this year. <laughs> I can't go because it's, it's on my birthday, birthday this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of fun. And as as people around the world kind of globally travel more often than they used to, I think it's really great for Americans and Canadians and people in the U.K. to kind of know that there's this type of music available, especially when they go into Stockholm and they're looking for something that maybe sounds familiar or feels familiar, they can actually seek out country music shows because country music, like you're saying, it is popular not only here in the United States and in Nashville, but all around the the world. And I I think that you'll probably see a lot more uh, people because it really seems like it's catching on like on like fire over there that it's just it keeps growing every time I talk to Hicks and then I've talked to you it's bigger than it was the last time it just keeps growing and growing and growing and it's really fantastic that you could be kind of at the birthplace of country music in in Sweden you're kind of there when it's all happening yeah that's awesome the usually when when a, it's coming a new music genre or a genre getting bigger and bigger you always Almost, you you can't catch up, but now, as you say, we're 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 there when it's you know really getting strong. So uh, so that's awesome, and uh, more and more uh, bars are open that are in uh, you know like American bars, American restaurants, and and they want of course country music. So uh, the scene is getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, how can people keep up with you and find out where you're playing and, and link to your music? Is is it the, the best way to do it through your Facebook page and website? Yeah. Uh, uh, for now, my my um, my website is linked to my Facebook. Actually, we're working on a, on a new uh, uh, site. So if you're going on tdlandcountry.com, uh, you're automatically will be connected to my Facebook page. Okay, so it's tjleonardcountry.com. We have the links up now, and we have those on our Facebook as well, and we have it up here, and you can link right on there. So if you're planning a trip or you want to get a hold of TJ's music now, spread the word, tell your friends. We all know some people who are traveling all the time, and we need to continue to get the word out to support 
great artists who are doing some wonderful things, not only locally but but around the world. So, TJ, I really appreciate you taking the time to stay up tonight because uh, I know it's later there than it is here, and 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 let us expose your music to more people and 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 take the time to tell us some wonderful stories. I, I had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time too, and thanks for having me. And I really appreciate you having me on the show and playing my music and stuff. No problem. You have a great night, and I'm going to catch one of those fairies one time, and I want to see this show that goes on. Yeah, do that. Just say hi. Give me a call, and, and I, uh, I'll get you there. <laughs> I will. Sounds good. All right. Well, you have a rest of the great night. Thanks a lot for coming on. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was T.J. Leonard, and you can find out more at tjleonardcountry.com. And if you're traveling, you know anybody else who's traveling, be sure to hook them up and, and, and get them exposed to this music that's not just going on here but going on around the world. And as we shift gears, we're going to stay with that theme of music around the world, and we're going to move to Australia, and there's some really great things going on for children. And I love when children are exposed to music. They're a natural. They love it from you can see their reaction as tiny little babies when they can't even communicate. They'll have a reaction to music. And there's a great thing going on with kinder jazz. We're going to come back and talk to the founder of that. And they have YouTube videos. I know all kids have iPads right now. You can put these YouTube videos for them to watch the singing and dancing going on because we're always worried about what our kids are watching. You can put these on their their iPads. You can download the music. We're going to come back and talk to the founder in just a minute. But we're going to give you a little sample of Kinder Jazz, and then we'll be right back. And this is Do the Latin Alphabet. We'll be right back.
with Dr. Christabel Llewellyn, and she's on a mission to educate, empower, and entertain children through funky, big jazz band music. And they do this live experience with children and music. We're going to talk about that and how you can introduce your children to that. So thank you, Dr. Llewellyn, for coming on. Thank you, Laurie. It's a real pleasure. Well, how did you get involved? I, I know you have this tremendous wealth of musical experience and education behind you, but how did you want to translate that in for children? It was really because we had our first child, and obviously because we'd been we'd grown up with so much live music, and we'd gone to college. To, study music and we'd gone you know our whole lives were involved with music but you know we wanted to share that culture with our own children but when Stephanie was born we we took her to a live concert and we thought you know this is part of ABC and for kids and it'd be great and it was quite expensive and all she did hold her hands over her ears and run out of the room. I physically couldn't keep her in the room. There was no live music around. It was a backing tape. There were fluffy characters. You couldn't even see her face. Um, people were miming. And I was shocked. I was really shocked. And and the music was very low quality. There was nothing. And, and no one seemed to mind. The kids were jumping up and down um, in in the room. But she knew better because she she'd grown up with you know, going to rehearsals with the opera, the Sydney Symphony, jazz, and, you know, she'd been taken to ev- everywhere since she was in the womb. And so she knew the difference between, you know, real music and and, and something that's synthesized or something that's that's fake. And, and, and really, we, we were looking for stuff that we could share with her, with her, and 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 we realised that her entire generation was missing out on on that live experience, and it was, it really, you know, um, was that catalyst for us to do something about it. And we we thought, well, we want kids to be introduced to real instruments. They don't even know what instruments are, and the big band's the best way to do it because you know you get that whole smorgasbord of all the instruments. Well, children have a natural affinity to music. It starts almost from the time that they were born. They they have a reaction, a positive reaction normally to, to music. And especially then as they become toddlers and are able to move, you'll, mm. you'll see little children dancing, and, and they love, love music. It's natural. It actually happens in the, it actually happens in the womb. Our, our hearing is the first fully functional part of our brain at day 45 in utero. And they've, you know, scientists have used fiber optic cameras and scans to actually have a look. And and nothing else works except our hearing. And seven and a half months later, our our sight, you know, starts working. Mm -hmm. Um, Our hearing is the most important part of us. And we forget it. We, you know, we forget that we're not all visual. Everything's on screens these days, but we're not all visual. We're multisensory. And music and live music especially feeds into all our senses. And it's important to give children multisensory experiences because that's what grows their brain. And it's it's hard to find, especially as parents or grandparents, to find appropriate music yes. or age-appropriate music for, for our children. 
every everything's um, you know preschoolers, and then once they're five or six, they're over the Wiggles and Barney and all all the baby stuff, and they're straight into Eminem, you know, mm-hmm. songs about suicide and and death and destruction. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a, you know even at seven and eight and nine, they're still children, and there's nothing for well, them. Well, this really hits a fantastic market because that's also about the age that parents are getting them iPads and and, and they're yes. getting online and, and, and children are starting to have exposure to really the whole world is opened up once they, they have an iPad. And if you forget to put any parental controls, you know, who knows what they could mm-hmm. find. But, but you can set parental controls and you can give them their iPad and then they can – See and experience. You you have YouTube videos of your concerts, and, and the children can interact with that from their iPad as well. And yeah. have have you done any live streaming, maybe where where, where people maybe sign up to be um, part of a live audience when it when it's going on? We, I don't we've like never it. done we've never done that, but we should. <laughs> it's only a matter of time because we mm-hmm. want we want everybody to enjoy Kinder Jazz. It's something really really special because there's nothing like it in the entire world. We're the only one of our kind. It's totally unique. Well, and you have six CDs, right, that, that are available now. And are, are those on seven. iTunes? Or, or, oh, seven um, now. Yes. Okay, great. We've got seven. Um, Teddy Bear's Picnic is the seventh one. And we've we're, it's all on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. Um, we've got our website, kinderjazz.com. And a Facebook page, you know, um, Twitter, we're we're really, yeah, everywhere. Well, you've had tremendous success with this in in Australia, and parents have really reacted to this, and and I can completely see why. But you're also now moving this into the autistic spectrum and exposing children um, who've been affected by autism to, to music. We we actually the first time it it really like the penny sank in my mind as to how powerful this music was was when a, this six year old boy came to the powerhouse museum in Sydney it's a science museum and we were doing a show there it was sold out and this little boy had come from an hour's drive away because he wasn't even coming to the show he was actually coming to be dropped off to his godmother who worked at the museum for the day it was the weekend and so that his parents could have some respite you know they they needed a break and this kid was severely autistic and mute he'd never spoken and he screamed a lot made lots of you know noises and you couldn't even you know slam you couldn't even close the door too too loud that would be the end of the day you know because he would scream for three hours um, he was, um, yeah, really in a bad way. And he he held, when I first saw him, he came running up and we'd just finished our rehearsal because we were about to go on stage. We'd done the sound check. And he, I, I said, come in, you know, he can sit. You know, I pulled up a chair. I realized that he, he was a special needs kid. Both his parents were very protective of him, were standing like either side of him. And he was holding this huge fish dictionary it was it was like you know half the size of him, 
and he was holding it like a like a teddy, like a blankie, and he stayed for the for the show. I I said, you know, it's sold out, but don't worry, you know, you can stay. And the mum said, oh no, he hates music. He'll start screaming, and I said, well, that's fine. You know, everyone everyone will be singing and dancing. You won't even hear him. You know, he can go out anytime. You know, keep the door open. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think he'd stay. I never thought anything of it. And he stood, as soon as the music started, the first song, he stood right next to the drummer and he ran back to his dad. The parents were sitting together in the front row. He ran back to his dad and gave his dad the dictionary. And this was like something that he would never do. He would never let go of that book. And and he just stood next to the drummer for one hour of the show absolutely still everybody was dancing but he didn't move he just stood really really still and I was looking looking at him from over near the piano and at the end of the show his dad was bawling his eyes out and I I rushed over and I thought oh someone you know maybe the drummer said something and he's misunderstood or something's wrong and I wanted to fix it and what he did next was he he looked at our conga player Iko Chris and he's you know he's Latin percussionist he pulled his shirt t-shirt down to like his his left six-year-old level and he looked him straight in the eyes I mean autistic kids don't do this he looked him in the Mm -hmm. eyes and then he opened his mouth and said when you play the drums it makes me happy Mm. and then everybody's crying like he he spoke for the first time in his life in a full sentence so something is amazing during the one mm-hmm. hour of that show in him. And he went, he's well, gone on to be a jazz pianist. He's obsessed with chords and, uh, you know, sounds. And he's, he's you know, into engineering. And he's he really came out of his shell and he's had a life. He's just, you know, recently finished high school. The power and the magic of music, that is amazing. And and we've never looked back. We've done um, the. We've got a picnic that happens on New Year's Eve, in the botanical gardens in uh, in Sydney, and it's right on the harbour near Government House. It's the most you know magical spot. And the Lord Mayor of Sydney puts on this picnic for special needs kids, two thousand kids and their families every New Year's Eve from five p.m. till the nine p.m. fireworks. And Kimber Jazz has played there for the last fifteen years. And and we've I've really noticed because it's acoustic because it's not synthesized in any way it's not amplified um, it's it's real sound it's it's organic kids special needs kids can actually listen to it and and uh, you know they, it doesn't hurt hurt their eardrums it doesn't hurt their um, senses it, it's it's really amazing. Well. Are you getting response from people globally? Because I, I know that you've won awards here in America, and so children are children no matter where they come yes. from. And I would imagine as word gets out, parents are really some of the great sharers of information. And I, I would imagine that this is kind of catching on and, and you're hearing from people around the world. Yes, we've, we've got fans everywhere. Absolutely everywhere, every part of the world, Asia, Europe, you know, the U- UK, Britain, um, you know, down in the West Indies, 
um, Spain, you know, um, all all the Latin American countries absolutely love it. Um, all America, Canada, yeah, it really is spreading. And and as you say, parents share it. When they like something, they'll share it. We had one um, lady in Vienna, in Austria, and she bought 120 CDs for her friends. Wow. All of the same ones because she, she liked it so much. That is amazing. Well, God bless her. Good for her because she recognized something quality for children when she heard it. And you are being recognized. You were Australian Citizen of the Year 2012 for your outstanding service in music education in, in your country. And so this is the the real deal. And what I really love about about kinder jazz is that it's so interactive with kids because you encourage kids to get up and move and dance and stretch and sway and, and, and be be active with the music, which they kind of need to be at that age as well. They don't need any encouragement. They they hear the music and they, they get up and dance, you know. That, that, that's the bottom line. They want to. They really want to. And children usually like to perform and they love to dance. And so the, there's, there's nothing like maybe the people on stage, you guys giving them permission. Yes, get out of your seat. It's okay. Yeah. Um, you don't have to sit there and, 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 and just behave. Just have a great time. And, and that's really evident in all of the YouTube videos. On on our Facebook page, last, last New Year's Eve, we actually got the Lord Mayor in the mosh pit. Um, it was amazing, and there's a video of that on our Facebook page. It's, it's worth worth seeing. I mean, that was the first time she she doesn't normally dance, and and she just got got caught up with the you know, it was a passionate night, and and she just yeah, she she really enjoyed it. It was lovely to see. So you know, children, it, it's about relationships. Music, you know, connects us in so many ways, and and there's no barrier to it. You know, you don't. It, no one really cares how old you are or how young you are or, you know, what you're wearing or what you look like. It's it's just, you know, we're all enjoying the music together. Absolutely. And then as, as a parent or a grandparent, to have that music that the kids can listen to in the car or uh, when they're at play, just to even have that background music when they're um, – playing i i was talking to you in the break my children are are much older they have children of their own now and and they grew up with raffi and uh, Mm. that was really some of the only music that we could find you know 30 years ago for them and they still love raffi to this day so they it, it gave them such a uh not only a love for music but it it was just a really good seed in their little spirit that was planted at that time. And and like you said, from six on up, there's nothing kind of there in the middle for kids. And a lot Mm. of the music that they're exposed to is adult type music and it can be violent and it can be harsh and it can be negative and there's all kinds of things. And they have adult themes that the kids really shouldn't have to worry about at that age. So to transition. And it's it's really is misogynistic you know as as girls get this message from media everywhere they they look you know it's it's really hard to get something that's healthy for them and and kinder jazz you know is that thing 
Exactly, exactly. And that's why we want to get the word out on that. And your website, is it kinderjazz.com? Yes. Okay. It's K-I-N-D-E-R-J-A-Z-Z.com. And from that point, they can link to you through Facebook or Twitter or, and and all of your social media sites and, and keep up with you and how to order CDs and how to it to your YouTube channel and, and all of that, right? It's kind of a gateway to your website. And, and they're well, welcome to email us. Um, you know, we've got the whole band on call. If the, if the parents have got any questions about instruments or, you know, I had this one, one parent say, you know, I've got this nine-year-old, I've got a nine-year-old girl, her name's Alice, and she's learning the flute and she really wants to learn the saxophone. But she's only, uh, we've, we've bought a, we've hired a flute and and she's only been learning six months. What do I do? She really wants to learn the saxophone, and and it was an easy question to answer because you know um, I, I'd say go onto the saxophone. You know, it's the same fingering. It's you know you can you can hand your flute back, and and you know the the higher of the instrument will give you a saxophone instead. Uh, I would always go with your heart. You know, if you want to learn a particular instrument. Um, that go with that one because that's the one that you'll spend the most time with. So all of these little <laughs> questions that the parents could really like, you know, stress over, they don't need to. They they can just email Kinder Jazz. Mhm. And you're right there to answer their your question their questions. That's really amazing. Who who writes your songs and your music? It's it's my husband David Llewellyn. Um, he's he writes all the songs and all the lyrics. And, and it does a huge well, amount of the arrangements. He is very, very talented. Yeah. <laughs> you have a very talented family. Prolific. <laughs> I, I tell you, I've you have... marinated my children in music. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because I just saw a documentary uh, just a few weeks ago on music and Alzheimer's patients and yeah. uh, how music uh, is stored in a part of a brain that it's the hardest um, thing to forget is music. And they had these Alzheimer's patients, and their family would visit, and they, they couldn't re- even remember their own children. But when they would play music that they could relate to, that, that they may, might have listened to as children or, or young adults or, or, you know, anything that was significant in their life when that special music was played, it unlocked that memory mm. channel and it was music that had done that and they could start putting oh I remember when I met my wife and we were here and, and we played and that music was playing and it was really remarkable so the power of music I mean it's, it's absolutely extraordinary we've actually done we barely even touched on it we've done tea dances and and kinder jazz um, transforms to the KJ All Stars and plays all the 30s and 40s big bands you know, era music, the the real stuff, and and we've actually seen this guy in a wheelchair who who'd come from a nursing home. He he was sitting down listening to the music, and he was tapping his foot. He hadn't walked for fifteen years. He got up and danced for the entire set. That's the power of music. Absolutely, yeah. I, I saw that in that documentary. That is that is absolutely amazing. And so, with Kinder Jazz, parents can have fun with it. 
kids are having fun with it. Grandparents can have fun with it. I mean, how can you go wrong? And, and this is something that we really need to make go viral. We need to get this information out to parents because a lot of times parents feel helpless. What are we supposed to do? Where are the tools? Why isn't anyone helping us? Why, why hasn't someone come up with something? Well, you have. And I think that's great that people are sharing it. We need to continue it. We need to make it grow. We can get this information. And you're actually thinking about maybe doing a film or um, yes. or a TV series based on this? Yes. We've um, got a lot of footage. And, and it's basically, you know, we're, we're, we're raising funds for the film. But, yes, that's definitely on the cards. There, there's so much are you doing to do, really, because... Where you know, as parents, you feel like everything that your children are exposed to is wrong, and you want to protect them. You want to give them something that's healthy. You want to give them your own values, and and they're not always values that the world, you know, um, agrees with. And you don't want to be the the odd one out. You don't want to be the mean one. You know, saying you know, don't listen mm-hmm. to this or don't see this, and and you know, we we need. As parents, we need to unite and and have have this safe zone for our children, and and you know introduce them to good stuff. What you, what what I found with with Kinder Jazz is because there's such a variety of key signatures and colours and lyrics and you know you know melody, the harmony, it it actually changes the structure of your brain. So if you, if you're in if you're a special needs kid or if you're um, you know, disadvantaged financially, and you haven't had that early, you know, exposure to get your brain happening and 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 to do well in school. This this can actually help. This could actually grow your brain just by listening to it at home. You know, just listening to it on YouTube. It's, you know, there are free downloads <laughs> as well. It it really changes children, and and it opens up something. Um, to learning that's that's really amazing and I've seen it again and again and again and you ship CDs worldwide then right so um, it's it's open to everybody yes now um, you said you were trying to raise money for the the next phase you know film or or, or TV are you doing a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or anything We've we've done it through um, the structures of, of film in in Australia, so it's it's on a website. I'll have to I should actually link that to our Facebook page and 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 our web and our yeah web page. Yeah, if if you'll do that, we'll put it on our Facebook page and and we'll get that information out as as well because there's so many things where our money just goes and we don't even think about it, but we can really yes. come together as a community and, and hold projects like this up. And, and I'm a mm. big supporter of, of things on, on Kickstarter and, and those. So I would really like to, you know, participate in, in this as well. And I'm sure many other people would. Thank you so much. Well, we want everyone to go to kinderjazz.com. We want you to tell your friends. We want you to share. And we're going to go out to Teddy Bear's Picnic, which is available now. And it's a really fun song. And do you kind of want to tell us a little bit about this song? Teddy Bear's Picnic is is an iconic song. It was written, you know, many, many years ago. And and people know the words, and there are books about it, the words. 
um, and and most kids have teddies. That you know, there's something that's really cute, and 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 they feel like they can sing along. But this particular song was arranged by Arthur Greenslade. Now Arthur was one of the huge, you know, arrangers of the 20th century. He he arranged um, stuff for Shirley Bassey for 15 years. He's he's arranged all the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, he, he was on the BBC, he's English, and he's passed away now, but his, his music just lives on. And we've had this incredible privilege of him arranging some of Kinder Jazz because he, as soon as he heard about Kinder Jazz, he wanted to be involved. And he taught, he mentored David till his death, really, um, in so many ways. Yeah, we David would drive down everything. Nothing was done online. Arthur, being being old school, he he would sit down with manuscript and pencil and paper, and go through charts. You know, give his suggestions. He would David would have to physically go go to his house, sit down, have a cup of tea. You know, um, his his wife would give David an apple, for, you know, to give to me. There was always a piece of fruit to give to me. Um, for, on his return, <laughs> and they would argue about about chord changes and stuff like that. But but there was a lot of mentoring going on, and so we we were in such a privileged position to to have this incredible talent. I mean, really incredible talent. Um, just just feed and nurture you know, Kinder Jazz writing so much, and and this is this but, is the result. This this is his chart. It's just amazing. Well, it just goes to show you that whenever anybody hears about it, they want to get involved with it, all the way from the most trained and successful musician, iconic musicians, all the way down to parents just, just coming on board. It's absolutely no surprise to me, and I cannot wait to play this for everybody, and I really can't wait for people to get this music for their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, their nephews, their neighbors. I don't know if I'll buy 120 CDs like, like the lady in Austria, but uh, that's real commitment right there. But good good for her, and I think it makes a great gift. We all have to go to children's birthdays. We all want to get them a great gift, you know. Um, but a lot of times you kind of stuck finding the same old things, but uh, music is, is absolutely the way to go. So it also makes a wonderful gift as well. So I'm really thrilled that you can come on and, and we could – Take some time to talk about this today. Yes, I mean Joey Alexander, who's just—he's a twelve-year-old who's just won two Grammys. Um, he's in—he's he, lives in New York now, but he was born in Indonesia. He's only twelve, and he's played with everybody: Herbie Hancock and Wynton Marsalis and all the jazz greats. He's a jazz pianist and self-taught, by the way. You know, no lessons. He's just been listening to records that his dad had in the house and and he's just obsessed with jazz but he actually connected with us on facebook and and he said what a great idea but he was he when he was interviewed after the grammys he won best solo um jazz solo and best jazz album can you imagine a 12 year old winning a best jazz album <laughs> and and he he said about jazz because they were saying well why why do you choose jazz and he just said one word, and it resonated with me and every child that I know. He said, freedom. He said, I, mm-hmm. I, it gives me freedom. And that, that's really mm-hmm. you know, what Kinder Jazz is about. It's freeing kids. 
from the mundane, from the, you know, it excites their imagination. They can be anybody they want to be because they hear this music and they feel feel that freedom and joy. Absolutely amazing. Well, we're going to play Teddy Bear's Picnic. We want to encourage everybody to go to kinderjazz.com. And Dr. Llewellyn, thank you. Thank you for coming on. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. So great. Thank you. 